today on the Sales Life Podcast. There's a huge difference between being told what to think and learning how to think. And anyone who has changed the game, whether it be an inventor, whether it be an athlete, the ones who have totally revolutionized something are the ones who learn the super cocktail of success. It's taking what to think, and then it's mixing it up with how to think. Welcome to another edition of The Sales Life. I'm your host, Marsh Bice, and The Sales Life isn't for everyone, but it is for every walk. Because selling is a skill that can be transferred into every area of your life. It's not just a profession. Selling is a life skill. I mean, think about it. If you want a better job, if you want the promotion, if you want to be healthier, if you want to have better relationships, if you want to do, be, and have more success in every area of your life, even if you want to get back up off the mat after life deals you a tough blow. Selling, 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 selling. It all requires selling. So if you're tired of settling, I'll help you learn the skills of selling. Because life is sales. Sales is life. Welcome to the sales life. All right, TSL, let's get it. Welcome to another episode of the sales life. The sales life is taking the skills that we learn from the sales profession and apply these to every area of your personal life personal and professional life. So I'll help you with the 23 years of experience that I've had in sales. I'll help you take these core skills and apply them to every area of your life. So I'm so happy that you are back here with us for another edition of The Sales Life, episode 644. If this is your first time here, man, stick around because I think that you're going to get tremendous value and be able to apply this to any area of your life. So today we're going to um We're going to talk about it. I thought I loved Tim Grover's first book, um, Relentless. And we've talked about it in several episodes uh, over the course of the years of the sales life. But he's got a new book, man, called Winning. And if you don't know who Tim Grover is, his first client, man, (laughs) was Michael Jordan. And this was in a day and an age when uh, basketball players They didn't really put a lot of focus on weight training and conditioning their body um, outside of the off season when it, when it became time for the regular season, they, they just play ball because there's so much traveling. There's so many games. They just, they felt like they didn't have time for that. And MJ pretty much changed the game for all that. He hired Grover. He hired Grover. I think for a few months was what the contract was and Grover ended up staying for many, many years. Um, and Grover went on to train um, such legends as Dwayne Wade, uh, Charles Barkley, and um, the infamous Kobe Bryant. And Kobe used to tell Grover, he said, knowledge is power. And Grover would always snap back, only if you use it. And today, man, what we're going to do is, is we're going we're gonna to flip the script. We got to get out of this what to think. Because if you think about your whole life, man, you've, you've been banging around in this robotic sense of what to think. 
And you've been told your whole life what to think. Do this, do this, do this. And, you know, when you grew up, live with your parents, grew up with your grandparents, you were always told what to do, right? What to think. This is the way that you got to think. And then we get into school and then, hey, that's the obedience part of it. That's the discipline part of it. And we're told what to think. And then we get out of school and we become adults. And we grab a job. And we're still told what to think. And there's a huge difference. I didn't even think about this, man. So I'm, I'm, I'm reading Grover's book. And he said, man, there's a huge difference between being told what to think and learning how to think. And anyone who has changed the game, whether it be an inventor, whether it be an athlete, whatever it is, the ones who have totally revolutionized something, are the ones who learn the super cocktail of success. It's taking what to think, and then it's mixing it up with how to think. And there's a big difference between those two areas. And it's not that you... You, you kick in the doors and you just say, okay, well, I'm going to tell you how to do things. And you have no clue how to do it. It's not that at all. It's the fundamentals are important. The basics are important. But there's another level. There's another gear. And so once you master the basics, once you take on this what to think, most people stop right there, man. And they never get to that next level. And create their own with how to think. Man, that's a whole nother level. And as I'm sitting here writing this this morning, I think about all the managers that I've worked with. I think about salespeople. I think about students. I think about about friends, my parents. Even people who are overweight. Pretty much every walk of life. I think about these, everybody who is existing in life. based on what to think. And they never broke rank and took on how to think. And I want to bring this message to you, man, because I think you need to open up, wake up, and look at, man, why do I think this way? How can I think differently? I mean, many managers who could have been great managers, who could have actually moved up. They never did. Because they stopped right then and there of what to think. And some other manager showed them 
what to think, what to do. And they stay right there. And really, you leave yourself at extreme risk, man, when you do that. Because you're only doing what you were told to do. You're only thinking with what you were told to think about and nothing else. Stay in your lane, right? And it makes me think of um, Ryan Serhant. And he was on, uh, I think it was Ed Milet's show. And he would say, there's so much of society telling others to stay in your lane. And he said, what I'm interested in doing is, is keeping the lanes open for myself personally. Most people stay in their lane. He said, I look at how many lanes, how, how wide can I make these lanes? And they're always in, he said, great real estate agents are always looking to keep wide open lanes. Many times, man, when you're taught what to think, your lane never, never, ever gets bigger, gets smaller, actually. You stay in your lane and you just all shucks it. I think about salespeople, man, who bang around on average classic example of what to think. I think about students, man, who spent thousands of dollars on the university level. Yet they get out of college and take the first job that can at least start their independence, get out on their own, and pay student loans back. But that's it. Classic example of what to think. Even weight loss. People, well, let me put it like this. I didn't see a breakthrough. I didn't lose 60, 70 pounds based on what to think. Every time I ask what to do, ask others, what'd you do to lose all that weight? Burned out, I quit. See, that's a classic example of what to think. Debt reduction, same thing. How'd you get out of debt? See, what it's doing is, is you can ask other people's opinion. You can listen to you, uh, the podcast. You can watch the videos. You can read the books. All of that is all fine and good, man. But that is knowledge that is poured into you. But then you got to transform that and take responsibility and break it down in such a formula that works for you and only you. It's finding that slight edge advantage over what everyone else is doing. Because see, dude, if you're going to do what everyone else does, then you're going to at the very best have what everyone else has. And if you want the point zero 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 one chances, edges. Then you got to learn how to think, man. So what I had to do for weight loss is I heard what to think, but then I had to adopt a formula and how to think. 
So I took what to think and transformed it in, mixed it with how to think and how it actually worked best for me. And this is all about taking responsibility, man. And this is where most people don't want to do it. Most people stay in what to think because they don't want the consequences. They don't want the fact that, oh, it didn't work, that it blew up in my face. They don't want to hear people say, I told you so. You're crazy. Told you it wasn't going to work. No one ever did this. So most people, to stay under the cover of it's okay, you tried. It was supposed to work that way, but it didn't. I'm sorry, baby. That's where most people stay, the status quo, man. But if you take responsibility for your life, and you take responsibility for how to think, then you're going to take the what and you're going to mix it with the how. You're going to take the what to think and you're going to mix it up in how to think. It's the HTTs versus the WTTs. The how to think versus what to think. Grover's words. Understand the difference between knowing how to think versus being told what to think. See, the WTTs, the what to thinkers, they're waiting for instructions. And the HTTs, the ones who learn how to think, they just look at the scenery and they make the adjustments along the way. See, the how to thinkers aren't waiting for the instructions. They FIO it. They figure it out. And so what they're willing to do is, is they take the scene. They take the resources they have. They don't wait for anyone else to come give them the instructions. They just say, this is what I got. Classic example. Okay. I got into the car business back in 1998. You know what training I had? A big ass thick binder. About five inches thick. Had every product there was. And I was given a cold room, conference room, and said, let me know if you need anything. That was the training. That was all I got. And that was all I needed. See, in that binder right there was what to think. 23 years later, I'm the example of how to think. I wouldn't have made it otherwise. If everything, if I relied strictly on that binder, I would have blown out. Would have gave up. Because see, there's stuff, there's experience that's not in that binder that no one can teach me. So I got to take what to think and I got to push out into the unknown and make it my own and learn how to think. And so many times, man, what's happening is, is people are taking a binder of life and saying, oh, it's not, it's not in the book. How am I supposed, I thought, I thought I was supposed to have all the answers. No. What's the questions? So what Matthew McConaughey said in his book, Greenlight, 
The answers are in the questions. When what most people have is what to think, they just want the answers. Don't work that way, man. The WTTs, the what to thinkers, they're waiting around wanting to know what's next. What you got? What we're going to do? The HTTs, they don't ask. They do. They just knuckle up and go to work. I've said it, and I'm going to tell you again. All the Hall of Famers, all the GOATs, all the ones who changed the game, all the ones who broke the ceiling, broke the barriers, turned a deaf ear to it can't be done. Those people are the ones who learned how to think. Because they understand it's a formula, not a recipe. What to think is a recipe. Being told what to do. Step one, step two, step three, step four. And so the reason why you go to certain steakhouses in town, man, it's because that chef took a normal steak. What to think. And he started thinking... How can I make this the best ever? That's how to think. See, it's following the box instructions. Or it's ripping open the box, starting with the box. But then it's creating your own. It's the formula. The formula always changes. And because it's a formula, there's no guarantee for success. There's no guarantee for outcome. But when you learn how to think, And because you take the responsibility, you also take on the consequences, too. You understand that there may be times that you make a decision and it doesn't work. There may be things that you take the leap of faith and it does not work, that it blows up in your face. But what you're willing to do is is you're willing to take action. You're willing to analyze it and you're willing to come back at it again with a different formula, a different way. You're willing to, even though you spent months designing something. And in seconds, you scrap it and say, this don't work. So many people, man, get rigid. They hold on to these things because they invested so much. They did so much. And your success is going to come when you hold loosely to it. And you lean heavily on how to think. So when it doesn't work, when it's not working right, you scrap it. You don't get stuck there. You don't get all pissed off and kick the dog or kick the wall or tell everybody to leave you alone. No. Back to the drawing board. What's next? See, most people fail and they say, ah, didn't work. What was I supposed to do again? And they stay right there. That's what most people do. There's a difference, as Grover says, there's a difference between competing and winning. Big difference between competing and winning. 
Competing is what to think. Winning is how to think. Learning is what to think. Experience is how to think. Tillman Fertitta, the owner of the Gold Nugget Casinos, owner of the Houston Rockets, hundreds of restaurants. I remember seeing an interview and they they said, if you had the choice between someone who finished at a prestigious university or someone who is coming to you interviewing with just some experience, which one do you take? He said, I take without even breathing, dude. He said, I take the one with the experience all day long. Because they have learned how to recover from the failure. They've learned to go back to the drawing board. And it's not just experience. It's what to think, how to think, and winning. See, there's a lot of experienced people. But all they want to do is they want to compete for the next job. But then there's other experienced people who want to win the damn game, who want to be the best ever. That's taking the what with the how. And it's blending blending it together to win. We're going to stop there, man, on this one. It's all I want you to walk away with this is to ask yourself, how much of what I do every single day is based on this robotic of what to think? How much do I not challenge? And it's not a combative challenge. Let me tell you something. No, it's not that. It's challenging yourself that, I mean, case in point, man, like for finance that I work, I could have just done my job. Actually, that's what I was told to do. Just go in this office, do your job. But that's not enough for me. I learned what to do. I learned what to think, what to look out for. But then now I've pushed it beyond that envelope, changed the game, shattered it, went outside. It took on more risk. Talked about this, finished dead last. Couple of months. Don't think for a minute that I wasn't trying to go back to what to think. Nope. I took what I think. I got feedback. Reapplied it in how to think. Because I got to constantly up my game. Same thing with this podcast. It's what to think. I could listen to every podcaster out there, every how to course. I could take all that. Or I could take a blend of that and then make it my own. So much of you know, what I was initially told was, you know, you got to line up these guests. You got to make a name for yourself and get these well-known authors. I don't know if I'm ever going to have Tim Grover on the, on the podcast. Get his book. Great book. But I'm not going to wait around on Grover. Hell, if he wants to come on, he's going to come on. If he doesn't want to come on, guess what? I'm still, <laughs> I'm going I'm to take what he's, what he's given his life to. I don't need him on here to tell me what to think. He put it. Now, how does it translate into my life and how to think? How can I take the sales life to the next level? 
how to think. How can you take your career? How can you take your weight loss? How can you take your relationship? How can you take your money? How can you take everything that you've got right there? How can you take it to the next level? HTT it. How to think. With that, let's get out of here. We're going to continue on in his book. There's several other things that I want to bang on on his book. So on uh, future episodes, on uh, upcoming episodes, I should say, uh, we got we got more from him, man. Great, great information. So with that, be sure and share today's episode, man, with someone who could use this episode, who's kind of banging around in this robotic state. Tell them, man, look, listen to this one. Maybe they'll like it enough to actually subscribe to The Sales Life. And also, man, if you got a few minutes that, uh, or a couple of, couple of seconds that you could hit the uh, rating button in your, if you listen to Apple, I think some of the uh, other apps are starting to uh, have their ratings and reviews. But if you could, man, leave a quick rating. If you got three seconds, hit the stars, man. Um, if it's something that you have about 90 seconds and you can leave a rating, a uh, review, you don't have to tell me what, you don't have to say what the sales life in its entirety, maybe just take an episode. And this episode taught me this and I learned to do this. How has the sales skills applied to selling your way through life? What skills have you taken from these episodes and applied them to your life? If you would, man, leave a review for that. Because that makes a big difference, man, when people are shopping other podcasts um, as well. So with that, remember, the greatest sale that you will ever make is to sell you on you because you're more than enough. Stay amazing. Stay in the sales life.